It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Carolina Panthers conducted two more in-person interviews on Wednesday as Raheem Morris and Dave Canales met with David Tepper and the Panthers brass. And they're set to now enter into the race for Mike Rabel on Thursday. We'll break it all down right here on Locked On Panther. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday throughout the offseason, I'll be answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me. But follow me first on Twitter, at Julian Council, to get those questions in for tomorrow's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. Today's episode of Locked on Panthers is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all in lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. The Carolina Panthers are conducting second interviews as they're looking for a new head coach. Their general manager is in place as of Monday evening as Dan Morgan has been elevated from the assistant general manager role to the president of football operations slash general manager role who he will be heading up the personnel side of things for Carolina while they will bring in Another executive to take care of the salary cap and contract side of things. Kansas City's Brant Tillis appears to be the favorite to take on that role. We'll find out very shortly whether that will be the case. If he is the man or maybe it's Nick Mateo up in Baltimore, Al Calabi from the Eagles or someone else who will take over that role as Samir Suleiman has exited from basically doing the exact same thing here in Carolina handling cap in contracts. The Panthers now are focused on finding a new head coach. Brian Callahan was named the Titans head coach on Monday, the day before he was supposed to interview in person here in Carolina. The Panthers did conduct an interview on Monday with defensive coordinator Ajero Averro, who is now interviewed down in Atlanta for a second time. There's interest from the Seattle Seahawks. The Panthers conducted two more in-person interviews on Wednesday, one with Dave Canales, the offense coordinator there in Tampa Bay, and another with Raheem Morris, who is currently the D.C. there with the Los Angeles Rams, the former head coach down in Tampa. And he's a pretty hot candidate, as several teams so far during his hiring cycle have wanted to talk to him for a second time. In fact, Raheem Morris is expected to have second interviews with the Seahawks, the Commanders. I believe he had one on Wednesday with the Falcons. And, of course, he has sat down with the Carolina Panthers. The Seahawks, hard to figure out. Who is their true favorite? The thought is Dan Quinn would make sense, given his history with Seattle, the success that he's had. You would even think that Dave Canales, who spent a long time, 13 years to be in exact, in Seattle would be interested 
an interesting candidate for them. And he has not interviewed for the job as far as I know right now. The commanders, Ben Johnson, appears to be the favorite there as Adam Peters has taken over as GM. They have a ton of cap space. Likely going to take either Jaden Daniels or Drake May second overall. I have a friend who believes that because they are in the DMV and Caleb Williams is from the DMV, they're going to trade up to number one, which I think would be unnecessary. I don't, I'm not going to say ridiculous. It just feels a little unnecessary to trade up to number one, a la what the Bears did way back when, trading up from three to two to get Mitch Trubisky. And, of course, that did not work out. Now, if Caleb Williams turns out to be as good as he was in college, would be a great decision, but feels unnecessary knowing that there's two other quarterbacks I think can be pretty darn good in the NFL, and Jane Daniels from LSU and Drake May from North Carolina, Charlotte Nathan with the Myers Park High School. We know the whole deal, but Ben Johnson appears to be the favorite for that job Atlanta is it still Bill Belichick I don't know the Chargers Jim Harbaugh they haven't come to terms yet as of this recording right now Wednesday 5 43 p.m eastern time but it feels as if that's going to happen sooner rather than later with Jim Harbaugh taking over that job still some jobs in flux the commanders likely Ben Johnson the Falcons not quite so sure the Seahawks same case in Carolina we're not quite sure who that's going to be Raheem Morris He's going to interview, again, in Seattle uh, with Washington, with the Falcons, with the Panthers. He's somebody that could get a job. He's also someone who could end up staying in L.A. with the Rams. I do like the fact that he's been interviewed. I don't know if he's the most exciting candidate, but he does have head coaching experience, which is something that Dave Canales does not have, something that Ben Johnson does not have. Now you may feel a certain type of way about retreads. They typically don't always have that much success. Bill Belichick was a retread. Pete Carroll was a retread. Mike McCarthy, he's a retread. And the Cowboys, I don't know if he's the best example. That's three straight 12-win seasons. The Panthers have never had three straight 12-win seasons. So I'm not going to sit down, sit here and stick my nose up at that. I couldn't even dream of watching a team here in Charlotte, North Carolina that could have three straight 12-1 seasons. Matter of fact, they couldn't even have back-to-back winning seasons. Can't even dream of that happening as that's never happened in franchise history. Raheem Morris, though, interview for the job on Wednesday. Dave Canales, this is a candidate where it makes a lot of sense. Young, offensive mind, what he's been able to do working with Russell Wilson in the past, but in particular the last few years, a renaissance up in Seattle with Geno Smith, who got to be the quarterback again this past year, going down to Tampa, working with Baker Mayfield, who was not good last year in Carolina. We know that Baker went to Los Angeles, had that great game on that Thursday night after being with the Rams for, excuse me, like three, three days Barely knowing the playbook, going in there and having success, helping them win a game. But Baker was someone who not a lot of teams wanted. And for him to go to Tampa Bay, to have success with Dave Canales this year, look like the Baker Mayfield we saw back when Cleveland didn't win the division, but when they were able to go to the playoffs, beat the brakes off of the Steelers and Big Ben, then go and give Kansas City all they could handle the game where Pat Mahomes got knocked out with a concussion. They had to be saved by, I think it was Chad Henney back then with Kansas City. Baker had a good game, a good season, rather. He had a really good game on Sunday in that loss against Detroit. Dave Canales has done a really good job. And Pete Carroll is someone who has talked about Dave Canales as one of those up-and-comers. He said that last year at the scouting combine. That is somebody that he really believes will be a head coach one day who's already a great offensive mind that has gotten some experience working with some good quarterbacks. Now, not some big-time quarterbacks like Brian Callahan, who was on the Panthers' radar but now is in Tennessee. 
I think Canales has a great chance to get the job, and a lot of people out there feel the same way, especially when you consider that Dan Morgan is now the GM here in Carolina and that Dan Morgan has already had prior to being elevated to the president of football operations and general manager role, he was already having a pretty outsized influence on who was going to end up being the head coach here in Carolina. And now that he officially had the titles and he has those years of experience with Dave Canales, with John Snyder, with Pete Carroll and with Scott Bitter in Seattle, do not be surprised if Dave Canales gets this job. I don't think it's going to happen right now. I do believe the Carolina Panthers are going to wait to try and court Ben Johnson. David Tepper is going to throw whatever cash he can, whatever incentives he can to get him to come over here and take this job. I also think they should talk to Todd Munkin. He's only coordinated the back-to-back national championship offense there at Georgia before coming to Baltimore and leading Lamar Jackson to what's likely going to be an MVP season. Now, Lamar is already an MVP. Where I understand that Lamar Jackson is a great quarterback without Todd Munkin. But he helped Lamar get back to being outstanding after a couple of years where he was injured. And there were some questions about his durability in the entire league passed on trading for Lamar. Once the Ravens signed him to the non-exclusive, non-exclusive excuse me, franchise tag back in March, Todd Munkin's done a great job. The Panthers need to talk to him for a second time in person. They need to talk to Mike McDonald a second time in person. He has held defensive coordinator roles with both Harbaugh brothers. Jim Harbaugh just won a national championship, like him be the Chargers coach. He had success in the NFL with the 49ers. John Harbaugh, he has the number one seed, the number one team in the NFL, and I wouldn't be surprised in a couple of weeks if he wins his second Super Bowl. Someone who has worked with both the Harbaugh brothers and who has a defense that nasty, especially with the pieces you have here in Carolina, you need to talk to him. The Panthers do not need to make this decision right now. I understand the Senior Bowl is coming up this weekend, next weekend rather, and NFL teams are going to start heading down there. The good thing is you have Dan Morgan. You still have Cole Spencer. You still have Adrian Wilson. You have your scouts in place, and I think you're going to have your cap guy in place by the time you get down to Mobile. Focus on a head coach this week and next week. Do not rush this decision. You have to get it right, David Tepper. Be patient. Wait to talk to those people, but understand that Dave Canales absolutely is in the hunt for this job. Now, a new name has emerged here in Carolina. On Thursday, Mike Rabel, the former head coach for the Tennessee Titans, will meet in person with the Carolina Panthers. They did not do a virtual interview with Mike Rabel. This will be the first time he's spoken to the team. Will he come to the Panthers? Will this be the job that Mike Rabel takes? Will this be a match made in heaven? I'm going to speak to my old friend, Buck Rising of 104.5 The Zone, who covers the Tennessee Titans in Nashville here on the show in just a moment. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because of ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Back here on Locked On Panthers, Julian Council now joined by Buck Rising, the host of the Buck Rising Show on 104.5 The Zone in Nashville. Uh, just take it behind the scenes. I got it wrong the first time around. Had to re-record this. Buck, how you doing, buddy? How does anybody let you do this by yourself? Like you, you tried know. to restart the recording to make this professional. <laughs> I don't know how much this audience actually knows about you and how bad you are at this job, but it is unbelievable that I'm waiting on you for you to start the podcast that you asked me to be on 30 seconds before we started this recording. How am I? I'm great. Why can't you just relax and be happy to see me, man? It's not like we talk. It's not like we see each other that often after we used to hang out all the time back at our 102.5 The Game days back in Nashville. I know. I shudder, too. I try not to think about those times in my life. But it's good to talk to you. You're here because the Panthers are interested in Mike Vrabel, so we'll get into that. But I just want you to say that you're happy to see me, that you're happy to be on my podcast, talking to all these Panther fans that, of course, adore me just like you do. I am nobody believes that these people actually like you. I'm in fact it's 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 very brave of you to not do this for a live streamed audience to be able to comment on all the ways that they don't like you. So I'm I don't read take- the comments anyway, Buck. So if you don't read it, they don't exist. <laughs> oh, but they do. Just know I'm one of them. Yeah, I'm happy to see you. I guess we can talk about Vrabel. Uh, God knows I haven't talked about him enough. Thank God they hired a new coach here, so I don't have to talk about all the different ways that Mike Rabel shot himself in the foot here. Yeah, well, you're welcome that people you know want to talk to you, that they're interested in your insight, and that you get paid to talk about an NFL team. What a terrible life that you're living there down in Nashville. I just It's paying I, dividends for me so far. Look, look what kind of people I'm spending my time with. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you wouldn't know me if it weren't for the Tennessee Titans and this beautiful world that we live in. Don't so you're welcome. There's a reason to hold a grudge against them, okay? <laughs> All right, so Mike Frabel, he's not the coach in Tennessee anymore. What happened? Because everyone's been saying, post him getting fired in Tennessee, how he's going to have a new job tomorrow, and how it was a dumb decision by the Titans to get rid of Mike Rabel. So why exactly did they get rid of Mike Rabel, who, by the way, for Panther fans, I'm sure you already know this, is set to interview here in Carolina on Thursday, which is the genesis of this conversation with Buck and I. Which makes me think that that's kind of a stretch that he's actually in it for that job. Thursday is so late in the game. These guys have to fly down to Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl on Sunday. Like, that the Titans made a decision on Monday, put this all together, and going to have a press conference done and dusted by tomorrow with Brian Callahan um, shows how ready they were to move on from Mike Vrabel to make sure that they didn't get left at the back of the line for one of these head coaches. Um, He's not here anymore because he tried to outmaneuver his billionaire boss, and he lost. Um, He was not happy with the decisions that they made with the general manager here, Rand Carthon, who, if you're not following NFL News today, received a promotion, making him an actual general manager instead of whatever the hell 
he was doing uh, under Mike Vrabel and this weird collaboration word that everybody in the damn league and apparently the NBA keeps using to describe how they want their organizations to function. Uh, they did not empower Rand Carthon to be a true general manager. They would not tell anybody who had final say, and Mike Vrabel's got a domineering personality. Also is not the most modernized version of an NFL head coach. He's not an offensive background guy. He's not one of these McVay, Shanahan, you know, off sprouts, even though he's kind of of the same generation, the same age bracket. Uh, he's he's in a pretty interesting position here, wanting roster control from an owner who maybe he forgot his NFL history and forgot how poorly it went between Bud Adams and Jeff Fisher, who had full roster control at the end and how quickly things devolved under her dad. Amy Adams Strunk said, now nah, we're good. We'll move on and turned around, hired the first head coach anywhere that wasn't an internal promotion. Are you believing that that's what he's looking for in his other stops now, potentially to have roster control? No, I think he's surprised he got canned. Um, <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, you know, like he I, was, we, we know the Titans history and it's, not a history of winning a ton of football games. It was something that he was able to do when you look at the circumstances, especially from the outside here in Carolina. You see Ryan Tannehill, and you're like, how the hell did that team get to an AFC championship game, and how were they the number one seed in the AFC? And then with all that and the past history, why would Mike Ray will be out? So you're saying he's surprised by that, and now maybe not even looking for the situation to be in control of the roster? I mean, I'm sure he's going to bring it up. I'm sure it's going to come up in these interviews. It should come up in these interviews. Hey, Mike, why'd you piss off your boss and why didn't you fix it? Um, that's And listen, he's he's a very strong personality. I very much enjoyed him uh, during his time here, but like, I, I know how he can be. There's a lot of former players who didn't like the way that he handled things. There's a lot of guys who would die on that die on a hill for Mike Vrabel. He's a very, very polarizing uh, individual, and you'll see highlights of press conferences going around from time to time when he decides to take one of our heads off and things like that because it effing sucks to lose Gentry Estes. Why are you asking an NFL head coach why it's important to win football games and not expecting him to swat you like a fly? Um, <laughs> that's that's just who Mike Vrabel is. He's overwhelming uh, in a lot of different ways. And while that works, when you've got a team of vets that's ready to go and can you know, survive the bumps and bruises and a dude who's never lost anything in his life until the last two seasons. Um, it's a lot harder to do when your offensive line is in tatters because of poor decisions that were made by Rand Carthon's predecessor here. Mike Vrabel um, has has his role to blame and why they sucked as bad as they've sucked the last two seasons. But the roster here is also in shambles. Hiring a new head coach does not fix that. They have a ton of work to do and and Mike Vrabel being fired is not the worst of their issues so um you know what he wants from Steve Wilkes or Arthur Blanks or Arthur Blank uh, who I know he's interviewed and I know he was kind of in the mix with the Chargers he was out in LA to interview for that job but it sounds like Harbaugh is going to be the way that they go um I think that he's had to seriously adjust his thinking with how much he deserves as somebody who is a good coach, but not a great coach. He had one great season here in Tennessee. The rest of it was, you know, he's over 500 and he's been, he's been a big part of the reason that they've succeeded in games because he's on the competition committee. He's as smart an in-game coach as there is. Situational football is not the issue here. The issue is, is he wanted more control over his situation, didn't get it, and, you know, was kind of petulant about it at the end. Well, this makes me feel like this is not a situation that would suit him considering <laughs> how 
active, we'll just say that, the owner, <laughs> David Tepper, is here in Carolina. When you talk about the personality. Active and throwing the- drinks at fans? What is yes. that kind of active? Okay. Mm, yes, Thro- throwing drinks at fans. Very active. Being the one who dictates. I can understand that it's possible that Scott Bitter, the former general manager, and that Frank Reich and everyone that was in this organization last offseason really believed that Bryce Young was the top quarterback. There's a ton of people out there that said that. Now they'll come around in now nowadays after what C.J. Stroud said did and say, no, we always believed in C.J. Stroud. That would be a lie. They may have believed in C.J. Stroud, but they probably at some some of them had Bryce Young as their top quarterback. But there was never a point in time, I believe, that the Panthers weren't going to take number one overall, the guy that David Tepper wanted. And if Mike Rabel's looking for a situation where he's going to have more control over the roster and his destiny, because that's really what this is, if the general manager is not giving you players that fit your scheme that are good enough, you're going to be screwed at the end of the day on Sundays, no matter how good of an in-game coach you are. And it kind of speaks to what you're saying with Mike Brable. Such interesting, his situation. Now, you talk about players sometimes not really, you know, vibing with Brable. On your station. On By the Wednesday. way, you got a minute and a half to make this point. You told me ten minutes. Nobody <laughs> believed you then. I don't believe you now. Quickly, well, talk. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get a break in. Then we're my come God, back I forgot talking. how long you take to ask questions. This is Butch Jones at SEC Media Day all over again. Oh, hey, that was a great question. That led hey that whole day, <laughs> I gave the oh entire God, Southeastern Conference something to talk about. That entire whole day, I filled out all the talk radio stations throughout the Southeast. <laughs> so everyone should thank me for asking Bush Jones whether that season was a failure or not. And well, him I'm so happy to know that you me. are as insufferable with this audience as you were when you were here. It's very I'm not going to change. I'm not going to change. Everybody gets the I? option, buddy. an inside joke that none of you understand but you will one day one day you'll understand i get that one since i had to do this damn podcast i get that one (laughs) okay vrabel yes i don't feel like that would be a fit here in carolina you bring up the fact that some of the players in the past have not always appreciated how he's gone about his business on your station 104.5 the zone on wednesday one of those former players wesley woodyard was up there having some words about mike frable what did you make of what he had to say well it's not new wes has done that before um mike Vrabel was the coach that best benched wesley woodyard here uh while uh, he was the coach of the Tennessee Titans. Some of it's some of it's fair criticism. Some of it's sour grapes. Wes is a dude that I hold uh, in in the most amount of respect humanly possible for former players that I've worked with and covered. He's a very sound individual and regarded very highly by his teammates as a leader at, at the time of the, that this veteran team was put together by John Robinson and Mike Malarkey. Um, who doesn't, you know, your boy, Mike Malarkey, he just doesn't doesn't get any credit around here. Mike Malarkey <laughs> doesn't get any damn credit around here. Nobody wants to give it to him. He's out here trying to out the Titans for Rooney Rule stuff. No, Still no credit from Mike Malarkey around here. Unbelievable, this man. But uh, so Wood, Wood has – today's today was not new information. Um, there was a little more detail on some of the things that Mike Vrabel did about, hey, your kids can't be in the postgame locker room anymore. Uh, that's it's there's too much going on and stuff like that. And then Mike Vrabel's sons, uh, mostly Carter Vrabel, who's around the facility all the time, who who works out with the team, not works out with the team, but it, it operates as a part of their ops crew, basically, yeah. um, during training camp and stuff like that. Like Carter's around and stuff like that. You know, little stuff that built up like that that rub players the wrong way. Um, Mike's Mike is very comfortable when you're at your least comfortable, and you can't coach everybody that way it almost sounds like and I'm honestly surprised that I'm saying it because 
I thought that he would be smart enough to see where the lines were blurred and how you can carry yourself when you're Mike Vrabel and and while how there's still a way that you have to operate um, with certain individuals. It's not just one approach. He it kind of he kind of Matt Patricia it at the end. To be honest with you, now not quite to where sh- players are having champagne toasts about him getting fired. Will Levis and Harold Landry, two of the biggest names on this roster, were very much in support of Mike Vrabel. We talked to Derrick Henry about it. We talked to Jeff Simmons about it. Everybody who at least spoke on the record on locker room cleanout day. Um, there were some guys who got jettisoned for the roster who were very public on Twitter about how they felt about Mike Vrabel fired to the affirmative tier tart, uh, who was, uh, who was, uh, somebody who stands to make a decent amount of money in free agency this year. And they just let him walk to a division rival because the head coach couldn't figure it out and stop telling his nose tackle how fat he was and how out of shape he was in, in public settings, basically, and how little effort he gave, uh, on in film sessions that were are you just- fat shaming this man. Yes, I am. The way that okay. you used to do to me. It's okay. This is fine. I, I've never fat shamed anybody. That's ridiculous. I think there's there's probably text evidence that I can bring up when I'm ready to cancel you. Um, when, <laughs> but long story short, uh, Mike's approach here didn't gel um, with a good amount of players. And there are some players who would absolutely die for that dude. So while Wood's experience is not an uncommon one, it's not like people didn't know locally anyway that Mike Vrabel is a very very polarizing individual the same way that Amy Adam Strunk apparently found out there's a difference between doing it with NFL players college kids where Mike Vrabel was at Ohio State and the level of recruiting and then de-recruiting that you do at that level that you sure as hell do not do at the pros um and and just kind of general dealings with people that felt my way or the highway dictatorships Patriots way type style that is kind of being cleaned house around the NFL right now. When you look around, looking around at the rest of the league right now, Patriots, that was a job that potentially could have gone to Mike Rabel. But as we know, Gerard Mayo is now the head coach up there. That was in his contract yeah, or something like that. Couldn't. Yeah, couldn't exactly like that. Well, you thought when Bill was gone, that was an opportunity. Clearly, that was never an opportunity. Raiders have hired Antonio Pierce. Don't think that Mike Rabel is really in on that job. The Titans, of course, have hired Brian Callahan. Of course, Mike Rabel is going to stay there. The Chargers looking like they're going to hire Jim Harbaugh. You have Seahawks, you have the Falcons, you got the Pan- Commanders, and the Panthers. Seattle, I would think maybe Dan Quinn, the Falcons. It looks like that's going to be Ben Johnson. Uh, sorry, the Commanders, rather, Ben Johnson. The Falcons uh, still up in the air as far as that goes. You have here in Carolina – do you really feel like he's going to get a job this cycle? Do you feel like he actually wants a job? Or is it is he better suited waiting? Because you bring up Ohio State, I don't think the people in Columbus who actually make decisions are crazy enough to get rid of Ryan Day next year unless they just completely crater, which I just don't see happening. Is this going to be a situation where this guy is talked about as being one of those can't-miss candidates because he won Tennessee but, also, but actually ends up sitting out for a year? So that was floated to me, and I'm sure some other people, the idea that he could take some time off and not necessarily jump right back into it because he didn't do any virtual interviews. He didn't do any. He's doing first round stuff in person. Like he he clearly right. because Carolina out. on Thursday will be the first time that they've spoken to him. Period. Which right. Is so he's he he's clearly kind of taken his time on this in the way. I mean, Belichick got back out there before Vrabel did, and it was my understanding that, like I said, he was surprised that he got let go here. I think. Basically, he was given some advice. Hey, lay low for a hot second and we'll see how this goes. There's no need to immediately jump right back in. 
Um, now that all can sound like PR spin. Certainly t- people in Tennessee are going to laugh out loud if Mike Vrabel, who they've been told, as soon as you fire him, he's going to get another job, isn't coaching in 2024, right? They would they would revel in that. Not, not necessarily because of bitterness about Mike Vrabel, but you know what a complex Titans fans have. Deserved complex that Titans fans have earned complex that they have about yeah. you know how people regard them as a franchise and and kind of unserious in ways that their ownership seems to take much more seriously than than is the public perception of them. So, um, you know, Seattle is a is a is a landing spot that keeps getting brought up for him. But to me, that would be shocking for no other reason. But he's younger Pete Carroll. Like they they moved on from Pete because Pete's kind of maxed out in today's day and age of football and I'm not saying that Mike has but they have a lot of similarities um as far as coaching style personality I know Pete's much more of a positive character and Mike Vrabel is go bleep yourself but there there are philosophical approaches to this and a a marriage to a certain style of play like Pete Carroll's been running the same defense single high safety stuff since he's been in the league with the Jets and the Patriots and stuff like that there's not there's not a ton of evolution with that, and if they fired Pete Carroll, everybody's given the option, I guess. He wasn't fired, but they, they moved Pete Carroll out to to bring in younger Pete Carroll. I'm going to be pretty surprised by that. Yeah, it's interesting because it sounds like to me like Vrabel probably needs to reinvent himself in that he would likely do better just waiting out a year opposed to coming to it, especially this exact situation. Obviously, Mike's a good coach. We've seen him have success, but right now, does it make sense in your mind for Rabel to take another job, or does it just make more sense to sit out? Well, I mean, if it was me, I'm. I, he just got a contract. We, well, we know, we know. If it was you or I, that we're you're not going to hear. Well, first, you would never hear from me again. One, let, please do not lump me in the same class of of work ethic as you. Are you kidding oh me? Oh I have had to drag your tired ass around on so many podcasts and radio shows that you did not want to do. Year after year after year. Because I didn't want to spend more time with you. Formed in the darkness, molded by it. Okay, I was trying to go to Hattie B's at 11 o'clock when they opened and not have to wait in line to get some chicken, man. That's all I was trying to do. I was trying to get over to Monell's. I was trying to get the Baja Burrito and get some food. I had to wake up at 3.30 a.m. None of these places are sending you free things. Stop pandering. Nobody's sending you free food on this podcast. Um, No. I. Does it make sense? It makes sense to sit on his ass, play golf somewhere, and collect checks from the Tennessee Titans the same way that John Robinson just did because they fired him at seven and four, not you know a little past the midway point of last season. And both of those dudes signed contract extensions less than two years ago, February of 2022. They locked them both up long term. So the Titans would love to see Mike Vrabel get a job. It would offset some of the contract that they're currently paying out and they're currently paying out a lot for both of those two who they thought they were in the bag with long-term. And then one of them traded AJ Brown and the other one got an ego or bigger ego. All right. Buck rising, the host of the buck rising show on 104.5, the zone. He also does some other stuff covering the, the Titans, Tennessee Titans down there in Nashville. Uh, appreciate yeah, the your fact time, that buck. you would be dismissive of what I'm doing when you're sitting here on a daily po- Panthers podcast is laugh out loud funny to me. We're both not doing it for free, so <laughs> <laughs> there's always the bag. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, I'm not doing this out of the goodness of my heart. Of all teams, I would have started a cheese podcast by now if I was doing this out of the goodness of my heart. Well, you just started a Panthers. Taylor Swift podcast. Whoa, hey, 
Did no, you? I, you are 10 minutes over your 10 minutes. Did I'm you not try talking. to get that job uh, over there with the Tennessean to cover Taylor Swift? I think it was oh my a God, I want a weekly segment with the man. I'm I'm in envy of him. I'm in awe. He's going, he's covering playoff football this year. I'm not. Are you kidding me? Trash. Well, you cover the wrong team there, Buck. Uh, but appreciate your insight. And people, I know that there's a lot of venom. There's a lot of hatred here. That's been spilled out from Bucks in. He's he's not like this actually. He's a kind-hearted individual. He's been through a lot in his life. Got to think about, you know, some people just aren't raised right, and that's Buck Rising. So I appreciate Shut up you and end this podcast right now before I throw a microphone at my laptop. Well, okay, I'm very. I should have taken a break probably ten minutes ago. So I'm gonna take a break now. The NFL regular season has wrapped up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers. Get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. Big news in the state of North Carolina on Wednesday, March 11th. Officially, we'll have online sports betting. The time is almost here for all the folks here locally. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live sim game parlays. Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Great conversation with my old pal, Buck Rising. I know listening to that, you probably think that guy absolutely hates Julian. Um, yeah, it's a love-hate relationship. There's a lot of love on my end. There's a lot of hate on his end. But he does a great job covering the Tennessee Titans and knowing that Mike Rabel's set the interview here on Thursday. I got home, and I thought about what to talk about. Knew that Dave Canales had interviewed on Wednesday. Same thing with Raheem Morris. And I want to bring in some more voices, get some insight. And when I have a relationship with somebody in Nashville who covers the Titans, haven't been there for two years, working at 102.5 The Game, haven't covered the team in my own right, I'm going to go lean on some of those resources. So appreciate Buck taking the time, even though he's going to hold this over my head. And I've, I've gone on his show before, so I don't really know why he's acting like that, as if he's never asked of anything of me to go out there and help him out with something. He, he understands the game, complaining about having to go on video. He, he has to do the same thing. It's ridiculous. So good insight there. And from everything I heard from him, as far as Mike Vrabel, his personality, and I think about the situation here in Carolina and the personality that David Tepper has, that does not sound like a match. Now, Mike Vrabel will interview for the job on Thursday, and I guess he brought up the Senior Bowl. I guess is they're all going to be leaving on Sunday for the Senior Bowl. That will be interesting to see how that develops as Carolina Panthers are looking to find a new head coach. Let me fact check that because I did not even think about when the Senior Bowl was. Apparently, it's happening very quickly, uh, very soon. Yeah, so it's next Saturday. Okay, so 
Yeah, the Panthers would like to probably have a head coach in place, but their head coach is Ben Johnson, who likely is not going to be, or if it's Mike McDonald, or it's going to be Todd Munkin. It doesn't look like they're going to have them down there at the senior bowl, but they do have their general manager, which is part of the reason why I felt like having a GM in place first made a lot of sense. You got something like the senior bowl. You need to have your personnel people down there. They need to go out there and figure out who's going to be their cap slash contract guy, likely going to be Kansas City's Brant Tillis, who takes over that role. At least he's the favorite to be the man who takes over that role here in Carolina. So having their front office in place and restructured by the time the senior bowl rolls around, far more important, in my opinion, than who's going to coach this team. And obviously, who's going to coach the team is important. But as far as having that in place, going to Senior Bowl week, not as important in my eyes as having the front office staff figured out, which looks like the Carolina Panthers should have by the time they head down to Mobile uh, next week. It really could be this this upcoming weekend on Sunday. But Mike Rabel going to interview here on Thursday. Does not appear to be the best fit for the Carolina Panthers. Had success there in Tennessee, but more of an old school co- coach and maybe someone that doesn't fit the modern NFL and somebody who probably would benefit from sitting out a year and reinventing themselves. So we'll see how that works out for the Carolina Panthers as they continue their search for a new head coach here during this 2024 offseason. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where I will be answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions on tomorrow's show either at me or DM me, but follow me first on Twitter at Julian Council to get those questions into me now. But in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding, and I'll talk to you all on Friday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.